Hello and welcome to the Leading in Times of Challenge podcast produced by the Greater Des Moines Partnership. I'm your host, Mike Jefferson. Thank you for joining us as we talk with community leaders from across Greater Des Moines who share their greatest accomplishments and their biggest challenges. Now more than ever during these trying times, leadership remains crucial to the strength and resilience of our region. Let's hear from today's leader. Joining us today on the podcast, uh, this gentleman started his career in education um, in the classroom as a teacher. Uh, He's held various positions throughout since then, including uh, his service, uh, including his service time as the director of the Iowa Department of Education and is currently the Waukee Community School District Superintendent. Please help me welcome Dr. Brad Buck. Brad, thanks for joining us today on Leading in Times of Challenge. Hey, Mike. Thank you. It's great to be here. So, uh, Dr. Buck, for those of you or for those of us that don't really know much about you, maybe maybe give us a little insight on on some of the things, you know, about yourself, uh, some of the things you've done maybe in the community or, you know, uh, fun jobs you've had um, throughout your teaching and education career, uh, just so we can get to know you a little bit. Yeah, so uh, probably a good place to start would be my first teaching job. And so I was a seventh grade life science teacher in Ankeny. That's where I began my career. And uh, uh, what's funny to me is when I went to some great, some great teachers in Cedar Rapids Public Schools, and one of them was my uh, high school AP bio, AP chem teacher, Mr. Becker. And so when I went to you and I, I was explicitly going to get a biology degree, chemistry minor, and I was going to be like the, this gives you some context for how cool I am, the, the cool uh, advanced biology and advanced chemistry teacher. And that, that's what I went to do. And then I, I middle, I, I, uh, student taught in the middle level up in, uh, uh, Waterloo community schools. And I just thought that was the greatest thing. Like those seventh graders, they were, they were crazy. One day they were like little adults the next day, like something else. And so, uh, I actually made a switch through my student teaching to focus on applying for jobs that were, um, high school oriented jobs to actually focusing on a middle school job. So that's what, uh, that's what took me to Ankin to get started. So uh, that's one of the things that I always think has been kind of fun about my career. And then, and then we kind of go on from there. So I've been a uh, uh, middle school principal in Hudson. Uh, I was uh, my first principal job was a uh, junior, senior high principal in North Mahaska Been superintendent of a couple of the places, Sadell and, uh, and uh, Cedar Rapids. And then of course the director and now my current role. So. Okay, and, and now you've got a home in, in Waukee out there. Very cool. Having been in education through these different periods of time, and, and we'll touch on a little bit right now, um, obviously with the pandemic going on, we'll touch on, on some of that stuff here a little bit later, but um, maybe I want you to think back, um, because this is the Leading in Times of Challenge podcast, uh, think back maybe to a time um, as a teacher, I know you had, had mentioned, you know, while giving a brief introduction about, you know, how sometimes students are, you know, little angels, I guess, for a better way to put it one day. And then they, the horns come out and, and it's a, it's a total different ball game. Maybe talk about a, a, a time where you faced a challenge going into a situation and you were just like, um, I have no idea what I'm getting myself into. Uh, I, I don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. How am I going to get out of this? Maybe talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So I have, uh, I've been blessed to work in a variety of places and circumstances over the years. So in, in thinking a little bit about that, I, I actually would probably jump to this most recent situation with, uh, COVID and, uh, its impact on schools and just, and just that entire experience. And, and if, uh, I'm being completely transparent, 
I, I think I was a little bit naive at the beginning of it to really understand what kind of an impact it was going to have on our education, our education system, staff and families. And so, um, you know, back in March where this was underway and we went off to spring break, I was kind of of the mindset within, you know, a couple weeks or a month, we'll be back to school and life will return to, you know, probably with some modifications, but we'll be back to, to life as we sort of knew it. And, uh, Little did I know how incorrect that would be. So, yeah, this this whole thing has been. Uh, I, I sometimes joke uh, if I'd have known how this was going to turn out, I'd have I'd have paid better attention in my global global pandemic class. But uh, no, I hear you. So let's uh, let's dig a, le- a little deeper then and, and stay on this path uh, because I mean there have been several things uh, you know from the the health and care of your staff and faculty to obviously the health and care of students to trying to figure out all this. And it's probably a good thing that we did just jump into this because yeah, this I'm sure has to by far be greater than any challenge you faced in the education system. So I appreciate you um, just, just kind of cutting to the chase and, and getting right into it, but talk about some of those specific challenges and, and how you, I guess, get your teams through those? How you, you know, how do you get your teachers on board? How do you get your parents? Because to me, again, for one, as a parent and two, as a person that I like to think I have common sense says that there is really no right answer. So how do you, in your role, try to keep everybody happy, I guess, for lack of a better way to put it. So, yeah, we were really focused early on this, this concept of triage because when it became clear that students and staff are not going to come back in person, then you start to think, okay, so what does that mean for uh, our staff members to be be delivering instruction from home? And what does that mean for our families and the technology they may have access to and the internet that they may or may not have access to? And and what does that mean for our leadership team and including the people that directly support our leadership team? So, our leadership team started meeting every single day via Zoom for several hours in many cases. And at the outset, we were trying to decide, so like what really needs done most immediately? We need to get technology in the hands of kids. We need So uh, that work happened really quickly. Uh, we also started to think about, excuse me, who are some of our, our uh, faculty members that are going to need to stay at work? So custodians and what would their role be? Uh, nutrition workers because we wanted to make sure families were still being fed. So you really kind of go through that. What are sort of the immediate priorities and the realities of bringing those to life? And then what are things we can get to uh, hopefully a little later on? And and one of the things I've been especially uh, proud of here is in working with my senior leadership team, those people that uh, I most closely work with, they are, did a really nice job of engaging the uh, people that they work with and support and they support them. Um, so one word I think jumps to mind is just this whole idea of collaboration, that we wanted to be collaborative, we wanted to be inclusive, we wanted to be intentional so that uh, we we weren't wasting any effort along the way, or at least to the extent we, uh, we could avoid it. And now having said that, uh, to your point about it's it's not like there's a roadmap that would say this is the right way to do it or the wrong way to do it. But we did try to be uh, intentional about if we started down a path that didn't seem like it was going uh, where we needed to go, could we quickly pivot from that? So um, that's a word that that almost became kind of a thing that we smiled about is, you know, 
if you've ever had a chance to pivot in your life, now is now is the ultimate pivoting activity. So, um, so really try to be inclusive. And then it was helpful when, uh, and our board was on on track early and incredibly supportive. And uh, that I think was another key part of it. Um, just that their willingness to be flexible, their willingness to uh, make decisions in real time or nearly real time um, and guided by information and data, you know, making dish, uh, decisions on a pretty quick timeline at times. So I think just that focus on people being flexible and included and intentional, those are kind of things I think about. Yeah. And now to, uh, to kind of continue to piggyback off of that, being, being in a role in, in your current role as superintendent, or I guess what I would say kind of more, you know, in the CEO type of situation where you're the overseer of everything of all the decisions, right or wrong, uh, Dr. Buck. And, and this question is going to be more geared toward um, maybe somebody that's stepping into a newly minted leadership role, especially during this time and, and these other different challenges um, that we, that we face. What do you do to unwind and, and, and refuel and keep your mental health at an optimal level because dealing with not only COVID-19, but all of the racial injustices and things of that nature that are also going on, it's, it's almost like a double whammy, um, so to speak. And that all those things coupled together can be, to me would seem, I mean, as like I said before, as a parent seem emotionally draining. So I can't imagine being in a role like yours or other CEOs that we've had on this show. Um, so what are some tips and things that you do to kind of help turn that twitch off so that you can recharge and come back each and every day, day in and day out as we continue to battle these and whatever other unforeseen things may come our way in the near future. Talk about that a little bit. What are some of the things that you do? Yeah. So one of the things that I've gotten better at over time is, so when I was first in principalships, uh, I, I, I did it as a badge of honor to work 70, 80 hour work weeks. And, you know, I held up that I was there till, you know, midnight or one in the morning and, and, uh, and as a result, wasn't eating well and wasn't exercising, wasn't taking care of my family, those sorts of things. So if I could go back and just coach my younger self, taking a little bit of time out of every day to take care of yourself. And, and for me, that's uh, going on a walk. It used to be going on a run, but now it's going on a walk. Um, and uh, getting back into a lightweights workout, for example. Um, and then I have a guilty pleasure. I just like to watch a little bit of TV at night. So I just set aside just a little bit of time to do something mindless. I'm also a huge sports fan. So I'll like tonight, I'm looking forward. I'll sneak and sneak. I'll watch the second half of the, the game tonight. So there are just things like that, that, um, and, and then in, in terms of reconnecting with my family, we've put Sunday dinner as a priority. So we invite all of our kids over. I, I fire up the Traeger smoker and we have, uh, all the kids that are available. We have six kids and some of them, you know, they're older, so they have spouse or boyfriend. And, um, so just making some intentional time around that, um, is really a recharging thing and a refocusing thing to dive back into the work. So um, if I go back to my younger self, I would have encouraged my younger self to do more of that, honestly. Very good tips. And, and I, I'm, I'm glad you said that be, and because 
I know we've had some other guests that have said uh, things that are very similar. So to me, that that shows obviously that you guys know what you're talking about because I know nowadays it seems that a lot of people have the mindset that they have to work 168 hours of work, 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 work. And that almost does you worse than being able to take care of yourself so you're stronger and you can be more focused on the things that you're doing. So I definitely appreciate you sharing those tips uh, for, for those. And uh, just uh, as a sidebar, two, two sidebar questions. Um, at the time of this recording, it's for those of you listening, it's Lakers and Heat in the NBA championship. Who you got? Right. Oh, uh, uh, Lakers. I'd love to see the upset, but I, yeah, I me too. That. I love that. I love that team. I love that Heat team. They're fun to watch. They're scrappy. They are. Oh. They are. And second sidebar question before I, I wrap up with a, a little more serious question, uh, but just to lighten the mood ever so slightly, what's your what's your go to on the trigger? Oh, you know, um, I, I do briskets and, uh, they're kind of temperamental. So, you know, pork shoulder, pork shoulder is a little easier to do, but man, if you get a brisket just right, there's, it's like the chocolate of beef. Oh, love it. Indeed. Indeed. I just bought some butcher paper. So that's why I was asking. I got my pink oh. paper and I got my, I got an, I got a green egg. So, oh so, yeah. yeah. I, I hear you. I hear you on that. Yeah. It's like but a I, whole hobby, like woods and I'm reading articles oh. and recipes. It's, it's a life changer. hundred <laughs> percent. See, and for those of you listening, I ask these types of questions just to give you some insight that these are real people. They do real things. They're not just behind the desk making really tough decisions, but they need these things to be able to relax so they can come back and, and make the tough decisions. So that's, that's why I kind of took that opportunity for that sidebar. Yeah. But, but to, bring, to bring this full circle, uh, Dr. Buck, and then we'll, we'll let you get back to it. Um, if you think, I know you talked about this being probably by far the biggest challenge you've ever cha- ever faced in any of your career endeavors. But I'm sure there were some other challenges you faced to where you learned some pretty good lessons. Maybe talk about or give me, you know, one to three lessons from prior events that maybe while not as serious as, as today, but maybe some lessons that you've learned from those events that you're able to apply to today to make things a little more manageable as we get through this. Yeah. So one of the things that I've learned over time is, uh, people matter, people matter. So when you go into, and this, and I'll be just really transparent. When I was in my first principalship, I went in believing like, if you put just the right structures in place and the right research data, et cetera, um, you can kind of move people in and out of that situation and it'll still run itself. And what I really found is, um, structures and frameworks matter. And we saw that with COVID. So the the return to learn plan and framework we gave we got from the state actually was a very helpful thing to, to provide a framework. But if you have a high quality framework and you have amazing people within that framework, uh, there, it's it's almost limitless what uh, an organization can do. And in our case, in support of uh, support of kids and, and uh, all of our kids, especially those that are traditionally underserved. So uh, the value of people, the value of a framework, so you can you can really. Um, define and identify for people what you're trying to accomplish in a way that uh, makes sense to them. And then I would say one of the things that's been, has been important through this process and important lots of other ways previous in my life is just being as transparent and authentic as you can be. Um, 
because people appreciate that. I mean, there, there's actually been times over my career where uh, you know somebody will say, "I kind of feel like we're just making this up as we go along," and and sometimes that happens. There isn't a blueprint. Uh, you don't have a framework. But if you're being honest with people and saying, you know, we made this decision, we thought it was the right one given this information at that time. Now we're you know we're moving away from that. Um, if you if you're just uh, in that mind frame with people, uh, I think that's especially, uh, especially helpful. And then one thing I may throw in there as well is, um, one of the things I've found very helpful in life is the importance of, of how you frame something up at its inception. So the way something begins to be talked about when it begins is one of the most important parts of the whole, especially if you're like managing change or improvement work, for example. So an example to me is, um, uh, this, uh, even in this COVID example, and I know we're kind of going back to other ones, but I've done it in other ways, different times. When we've done our town halls, which I think have been amazing and our community has been incredibly supportive and so has our staff, uh, framed right up at the beginning that we're in really stressful times right now. And we know the human brain under stress doesn't behave like it would if it wasn't under stress. So can we just acknowledge that we may not be the best versions of ourselves right now and to try to push through that? And then also to say, you know, we all need grace to get through this. And so if we could just be thinking about kindness and grace and being willing to both extend it and accept it. So I think some of those things that if you just frame it, you know, just, just naming them and saying up front, here's how we're thinking about and doing this um, has really impacted uh, experiences in my life as a leader uh, in really positive ways. So. Very cool. And I appreciate those insights. And I know uh, school is going to be getting out here soon because I know my kids are about done for the day too. So I just want to thank you for taking the time, Dr. Buck, to join us on Leading in Times of Challenge. I hope you have a a continued successful school year. I hope you guys stay healthy out there in Waukee. And, uh, you know, we'll we'll be in touch with you soon. Hey, that's great. Thanks for your time today, Mike. Thank you for listening to the Leading in Times of Challenge podcast produced by the Greater Des Moines Partnership. To listen to more stories of inspiration, please visit dsmpartnership.com.